Welcome to Fitzarns Property Exchange, hosted by Pearl Skeltimer, designed to keep you informed and captivated about the South African residential property market. Subscribe to our channel today and enjoy conversations with some of the most influential, innovative and interesting industry experts, stakeholders and scheme executives as they render input in today's property market. Hi, good day. I'm Paul Skeltema, the CEO of Fatan Estates, and once again, welcome to Fatan's Property Exchange. I would like to introduce a very interesting man, Mr. Michael Schaefer. He is the founder of Zedfin. He is the former director and co-principal of Trafalgar Property Services, where he was the driving force behind Trafalgar's financial services capability and also overseeing Trafalgar's Gauteng and Western Cape operations for 18 years. After identifying an opportunity in the market to better cater for bodies corporate and scheme finance, an area grossly underserviced, he started Zedfin early in 2020. Michael's background in property management and property financial services positions him perfectly to assist schemes with their financial requirements. Anytime out of his busy work and travel schedule, he spends either on his mountain bike or scuba diving. I think that's just bragging, Michael, especially giving that information to our Gautengers. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> so, Michael, let's kick off Zetfin. Exactly what does Zetfin do? So, Paul, thank you very much for inviting me and giving me the opportunity to speak to yourself and your, your listeners. Um, yes, indeed. So, very interesting here as we were chatting about previously. Um, my background is very much in property management. It's what I've lived and breathed for close to 20 years. Um, I've left Trafalgar and I've started off Zedfin. Zedfin is a specialist finance boutique house um, focusing on the residential ski market. Um, it's an area that I think is grossly underserviced with, you know, few... Um, you know, a few credible players in the markets, and I think there's a massive opportunity to better service um, residential schemes with regard to finance requirements, especially with regards to the new legislation, which is now, you know, just over four years old. Okay. So, in other words, Zedfin provides finance for struggling body corporates. Yeah, so not, not even struggling, Paul. I think it's a question of, you know, yes, definitely builds, you know, buildings or schemes that are in a, a degree of financial distress. Certainly, we would consider and provide financial assistance to them. But I think also well-run and, you know, sort of well, you know, capitalized, I suppose, to the scheme, you know, assisting, you know, trustees to fulfill their fiduciary duties, um, specifically with regards to maintenance. You know, just, I think, you know, the difference, the difference that I have, you know, perhaps over my competitors is, you know, my intimate understanding and my experience, yes, you, know, through, you know, the property management. Um, you know, I, I feel for trustees, you know, in many instances, you know, they're just well-meaning volunteers, you know, they step up to, you know, to, to serve the body corporates and to ensure, you know, value sort of maintained in, in what is typically the largest sort of investment. But very often trustees face, you know, the, the typical conundrum where, you know, they need money to, you know, to, to maintain a building, um, you know, or to, you know, see to sort of required works. But, I mean, how often have you been to an AGM where, you know, budgets are shot down because, you know, owners either can't afford it 
or you know they don't necessarily agree that that work needs to be done yeah, and you know, it, it leads to erosion of value which is to the detriment of, of, of the collective so you know I, you know just you know again you know in my experience when the legislation came out you know and there's the requirement to get the, the maintenance plan you know you know when one's doing the computation of the reserve levy correctly um, in accordance with the maintenance plan. And I mean, I think we both know the maintenance plans and the maintenance plans. You know, and let's just assume that it's a, you know, it's a, it's a professionally, you know, well done sort of maintenance plan with accurate estimates, um, you know, as well as correct combinations of scopes of work and, and that type of thing. Um, you know, the, the, the necessary levy increases to fund those works over a 10-year period are just not practically affordable. Um, and, you know, and what, what do trustees do if they go to an AGM and they say, well, you know, I, I mean, I, I honestly saw 1,000% levy increases, which, you know, obviously are not, not practically affordable and are not going to fly. I mean, when I, in my previous life as a managing agent, anything over 12% was flagged for, you know, um, you know, consideration to, you know, sort of see what, you know, why sort of an above, a, a fairly large above inflation increase was, was necessary. And, you know, just what I found was is that very often, you know, the work is not, not often in disputes. I think, you know, owners accept the fact that the work needs to be done. But, you know, it's always an affordability issue with regards to actually funding it. And, you know, and, and you know, what do trustees do? You know, they're kind of damned if they do, they, they're damned if they don't. And yeah, you know, the, other, the other issue, you know, and I, I touched on it briefly with regards to the maintenance plan, is, you know, there are very definitely maintenance plans and maintenance plans. And, you know, very often to, you know, activate or to commission, you know, a, a truly professional maintenance plan costs money. Yes, you know, very often, you know, schemes, we all know, you know, schemes very often sort of under budgets, and I mean, I mean that with respect, um, you know, and very seldom do they do cash flow budgets. So, you know, when there are arrears and when the legal fees and collection fees necessary to chase those arrears, you know, very often, you know, there aren't sufficient funds to enable, you know, a, a, a very professional sort of maintenance plan. And again, I'm just generalized, they just generalize sort of comments. And what, what we've done, you know, because I think, again, you know, and I think it's also a differentiator, you know, for ZFIN, is, you know, we're not about to go and lend blindly, you know, which I think is, is irresponsible. And what we like to do is, you know, combine the correct, you know, sort of technical expertise um, you know, in the process of considering funding. So just to better explain, you know, if a scheme had, you know, maintenance issues, you know, or, or, or you know, maintenance issue and approached us for, for finance to, to, to address or to assist them, you know, we would commission, we've got a number of, you know, sort of youngish, um, youngish to, to older, you know, sort of industry veterans, but, you know, typical structural engineers, uh, quantity surveyors and the like you know, who will do work on risk, you know, that will go out there okay. because of work so that... Let me, let me just understand this and recap. So ZFIN provides finance. They also advise on the maintenance plan and the implementation thereof and the financial side having to budget in order to finance this. Absolutely, because without the, the correct technical expertise... You know, the numbers are kind of meaningless. And, you know, so what we'll do is we'll get, you know, they're typically, they're typically middle-aged, um, you know, well-qualified sort of entrepreneurial, you know, professionals that will go out there and they'll do the work at risk. So they're not, they're not on my payroll. Um, okay. We'll work with, with a number of them. They'll go out, they'll do a proper building audit. 
they'll do a proper a proper maintenance plan and sort of report and recommendation and they'll give you know reasonably accurate so when I say reasonably accurate I'm talking 90 95 percent you know degrees of accuracy numbers that at least we can then model and sensitize the trustees to actually what the costs are in the event that they're happy to proceed we'll then run full tender processes or they'll run full tender processes uh, literally come back and closed envelopes deliver it to the trustees with you know the summation of the tender plus a recommendation obviously nothing will happen without the the trustees as um, authority and sort of go ahead but you know we then couple it with the, the finance to to enable it to happen but I think the important thing as well is is kind of the you know the scope combination so you know the one that's the easiest one you know for me to understand is is, is kind of scaffolding you know, if you're going to put up scaffolding, then do every, you know, every discipline that requires scaffolding because it's such a large sort of cost component. Yeah, Even absolutely. So, you know, maybe you delay the project because nothing's critical. You know, rather delay the project if it does, if there's nothing critical until sufficient funds have sort of been built up. Or if there are critical elements like spoiling or, you know, things that need to be urgently addressed, then rather bring other disciplines forward so that you get maximum cost efficiency. But very often, teams that have got financial, a degree of financial distress don't have the option. So what we do by providing, you know, first of all, we, 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 we enable or we provide the tech, we facilitate, that's a better word. We facilitate the technical expertise and we also provide the financing to unlock that option for the scheme. And so what you find is with that efficiency, the simple logic is, is that the cost savings, you know, in my opinion, far outweigh you know, the interest and the, you know, the finance fees, you know, yes, because obviously there are interest in finance fees, but the idea is, is that, you know, they're, they're offset by the cost, the cost savings, you know, by the efficiency directly up front. Okay, Michael, allow me to, yeah. to go to the next question. Um, how does ZFIN differ from alternate scheme financiers? Well, I think we touched on it, Paul, um, and I think, you know, it's, 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 I, I like to get involved, you know, I've, my, my 18 years I've been very much in the trenches, so, you know, I understand, I understand the, the, the frustrations and, you know, the predicament that managing agents find themselves, um, you know, and they're, they're very definite sort of, you know, as well as trustees. So I understand what the challenges are at a practical, you know, at a practical okay, so, so basically what you are saying is the alternate um, the difference between you and the alternate ones is the fact that you have the background, the fact that you were working on the other side, if I could put it that way, for many a years. Absolutely, and I'm not, and that's not to detract from our from our competitors. I think you know, and it's also a massive market, um, so I think there's space for all of us. But what I like to think my differentiates is exactly that, that I think I understand the practical challenges and the nuances of of property management. I mean. I'd hate to know the number of, of, you know, hostile AGMs and SGMs I've attended, you know, where they're very real problems. And, you know, we want to try and assist the trustees as well as the managing agents, you know, come up with, you know, practical solutions. So how does ZFIN view itself in relation to managing agents? Very definitely as a support. Very definitely as a support. So, you know, again, in, in my experience, um, in my previous life, where, you know, let's just use a practical example. If a project had to be undertaken, very often what would happen is, well, practically what would happen is the trustees would ask the managing agent for, you know, three quotations or three contractors that could quote. And, you know, you'd get the proverbial, you know, um, Jan, um, pizza, no, um, Mike, that would quote. <laughs> and we know all those. We know all of them. 
Exactly. And the disparity between the quotes, you know, is anywhere between 50 and 60%. Um, you know, because what you find is that the Yano and Mark and Pete are quoting, you know, in accordance with that, with what they think needs to be done. You know, obviously, no intent and they're one intention. But, you know, you're not. So what you find is, is that the trustees aren't necessarily comparing exactly like for like, which, you know, first of all, is an issue. And, you know, from a managing agent's perspective, it's very often because they propose or they've given, you know, the three names of the contractors. Very often, you know, they assume to almost guarantee, you know, the work, the work and the workmanship of those sort of contractors, which, you know, which isn't necessarily fair. So, you know, with us, you know, effectively, you know, soliciting or not soliciting, facilitating, you know, that initial technical sort of expertise at no cost to the, to the, to the scheme at all. You know, which is often like a, you know, a bit of a stumbling block because, you know, there's a cost component. So it very often doesn't happen before. And again, I'm, I'm generalizing. But, you okay. know, can, can I ask you something? Yeah. Um, when assessing a scheme or one's being approached by a scheme in order to assess what needs to be done, how do you work out the cost? Um, is this a, a fixed cost? Um, is it determined on the number of units? Is it determined on the number of time spent? So how does the cost structure work? If a body corporate would require your assistance, what, what, what kind of expense are they looking at? No, so we don't, we don't charge for our time at all. Um, our cost would only come from the, from the finance components. So, you know, all of our effort is ready to assist and in the event that they do require finance, you know, we would then derive our, our income from the finance, you know, the interest and the finance fees. Okay, thank you. Um, I have heard this often. Why are there negative connotations associated with scheme finance and are these warranted? So, Paul, I think that's, that certainly is a very good question. And I think, you know, very definitely there is a negative association with, you know, sort of scheme financiers. But I think it's I think it's it's more attributable to the levy financiers, and you know in, in my in my previous life you know when I was at Trafalgar I did run the financial services company and you know levy finance was a product that we offered and it is one that you know I am offering now through Zedfin, and you know I think one needs to just sort of unlock you know exactly what it is that you know that that one's providing. And, you know, I think, you know, just, you know, from my practical experience, I think, you know, there was often a, you know, frustration on the client sort of perspective in that, you know, we're all dependent on the legal system. And, you know, and again, you know, I come back to the fact that, you know, I never have and I never will lend blindly. So, you know, what Sorry, is... Sorry, just repeat that. You, you I'll never lend, we'll never lend blindly in that okay. I think it's very dangerous to, yeah. to take finance or... For a risk. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, my team, I've, I've effectively taken my, my levy finance team, um, have migrated across to Zedfin for, with me, um, you know, which is no less than, than two attorneys. Um, you know, so we've got an intimate understanding of, of the legal system, uh, what is required. And, you know, we operate in the, the kind of proverbial gray as well, you know, to ensure that, you know, we, we get the money back. Um, you know, because it's, it's perceived and not even perceived because it is a higher risk, um, higher risk finance, you know, your interest rates are higher. Plus, you've got legal fees, uh, which have been all sort of capitalized and, and time, you know, because you, you're dependent on the, the legal system, you know, which isn't massively efficient. 
So, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a toxic mix of, of time and cost and fancy interest rates. You yeah. know, you absolutely can't be, you know, you can't neglect it. You've got to be 100% on top of your game. And as I say, you need to be prepared to, you know, play in the proverbial grey to frustrate, you know, defaulters' lives to, you know, encourage them. You know, should we put that put it that way to, to pay them? I was pay I was them. wondering about that because if you provide finance to body corporates and they're not in a position to repay, I mean, uh, what guarantees do you have? Um, how do you collect? So yeah, I understand that all of this goes into it. Can I ask um, when should trustees consider utilizing finance? At what point? Before the AGM, after the AGM, once they realize that they're not deriving enough income, at what point should trustees consider approaching companies like Zedfin? So, Paul, I think, so I think first of all, um, you know, if there's any, any, any sort of financial distress, you know, certainly, you know, scheme, you know, scheme exec should, should, you know, sort of consider the, the, the prospects or the possibility of finance. Um, if it's an issue that the budget is incorrect, you know, then I think, you know, certainly that would be the first port of call to, you know, correct the budget. But, you know, if it was, a, you know, so it's, it's multifactorial. If it was, you know, if it was a, a cash flow, cash flow issues and constraints, but, you know, the, the budget was correct and it was a high level of, 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 of defaulters, you know, certainly levy finance, you know, should be considered because in some instances, there is no sort of option, but again, I'd, I'd caution scheme execs as to, you know, which products exactly, um, you know, they consider and sort of take forward. And I'll be happy to, you know, sort of guide any scheme execs in that respect. And then, you know, sort of secondly, um, you know, I think if it comes to maintenance, you know, which is your more sort of vanilla funding, I think that, you know, if there's a backlog of maintenance, I think now, you know, especially now with, with COVID, a lot of scheme execs will be under pressure to delay large sort of maintenance projects. Yeah, and, that's you know, true. I, would, I would caution them to, you know, I think, you know, certainly in the short term, it's probably prudent just to regroup and, you know, sort of see what's going on. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, the maintenance work needs to be done. So, you know, if it's not done now, you know, when is it going to be done? And I think, you know, we know that, you know, leaving maintenance or ignoring maintenance you know, often results in exponentially increasing costs. Yeah, you correct. Know, the the better. So there's not one, there's not one, you know, one or two sort of set rules. I think, you know, there are a number of factors that need to be taken into account. But I think, you know, if scheme execs are concerned, um, you know, you know, because the visual state of the, of the, of the scheme is, is deteriorating or there's some sort of, you know, sort of obvious issues, you know, I think the first port of call to approach a, an outfit like ourselves where there's no sort of obligation to get the correct expertise on site to actually, you know, assess and then, you know, give a give an, un, you know, an objective sort of opinion on what, you know, what has to happen. And then depending on, on that report, as well as the estimated associated costs, you know, finance could well be, you know, the, you know, could be recommended given, you know, it might be, you know, massively more expensive or it might actually be, you know, a massive risk by delaying finance and it might be safety concerns. Um, you know, so I think there are a number of factors that do need to be considered um, as well as the nature of the, you know, the nature of the issue, you know, financial pressures or is it maintenance and, you know, sort of, you know, associated risks. And, yeah. Okay, Michael, that was quite a mouthful. Thank you so much.
<laughs> and if my clients or any other bodies corporate is interested in the services you render, where could they get hold of you? But I think the easiest is on our website, which is www.zdfin.co.za. Okay, thank you for that. Michael, thank you so much for spending your time with us. This was quite interesting. It was nice to listen it from the other side, as you call it, we are still in the trenches. So you are the lucky one. Thank you so much for your time. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you found this interesting. Please subscribe to our property exchange and we will talk some more. Thank you so much. This was Fitzsons Property Exchange, hosted by Pearl Skeltimer. Not only do we keep you informed on the very latest in the property industry, we also empower by expanding your knowledge base. Make sure to visit www.fitzan.co.za to find out more about sectional title scheme management, letting, sales and trustee training. Remember to subscribe to our channel and follow us on all our social platforms.